Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, my friend. Mars Ward has been a friend a long, long time. He helped me as a, as a uh, I think, probably high school clerk at one of the Callaways when, uh, when he was just getting started, and we've been friends ever since. And so... Nice to have him introduce my hour, my program, their sponsorship, and nice to have you listening this morning. Happy 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. And we are live on this day. I hope you're live and near a phone and can punch in the numbers and give me a call. I'll be looking for calls today. As I mentioned yesterday, broadcasting on this weekend, a holiday weekend, any holiday weekend, is always taking a chance because you don't know what people are going to be doing and whether they'll be near a phone and interested in calling a gardening talk show, I hope you will be. It's 800-288-WBAP. Mike Bass is on duty. I'm on duty. Dennis is on duty with the news. We're here. We're your team, and we're ready to go to work. So give us a call, won't you please? 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. We're going to talk about anything pertinent to urban horticulture, urban gardening, the plants that you have around your landscape, your garden, around your house, and your townhouse, your apartment, whatever it is. Give me a chance to help you if I can. It's been an interesting year, starting with the extreme cold of the winter. You know, we had had a very mild winter until the mid part of February, and then it's all turned weird since then. So let's talk about plants. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I always begin this Sunday broadcast with a visit with Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. They're on the same 110 acres uh, of uh, property. We'll give description of where that is in just a moment. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day to you as well. And you have some red, white, and blue plants you want to talk about. And I love your first one because it's just kind of a tribute to the, the first responders. Tell us about it. Well, it is indeed. And that is Fireman's Cap. Uh, that's Erythrina. It's a hybrid called Bidwillii. Anyway, this is a hybrid of a deciduous tropical shrub native to South America. It forms a six-foot-tall by six-foot-wide mound of giant pea-like foliage. It dies down to the trunk in the fall, and it can be cut back. Uh, it comes back in the spring, and amazingly, it came back from the freeze we had in February. So the roots are hardy, but the top will die down. And then during the growing season, it makes a huge mass of foliage. You need to give it plenty of room. And then when it blooms, it does have bright lipstick-red flowers up to three inches long. They're born in clusters. May through October. Uh, it is hardy in zones 9 through 10, but as I said, it returns for us each winter, uh, each summer. Each summer, It survives the winter. The roots are hardy. Uh, you want to water this freely during the growing season and fertilize frequently. It takes full sun, high heat tolerance. Uh, we have this planted in the burn bed in front of the conservatory and on the edge of the trial garden. So we've got it in a couple of places in the garden. This is a robust plant, and I'll tell you what, when it is called Fireman's Cap, when you see those flowers, there is no question how it got its name. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fun plant, and the kids will love it because of that, uh, that unusual flower. All right, what do I do for white? White probably is one of the easier. In fact, you're going to talk about the easiest color to come by and the most yes. difficult in, in order coming up next. What do you have for white? Well, there are a number of flowers that bloom white, but foliage can be white as well, and that's the case with caladium. Uh, we have a number of white caladiums throughout the garden. Uh, we have both fancy leaf and strap leaf. The fancy leaf, of course, of course, have the large heart-shaped leaf. The strap leaf have narrower leaves. Uh, the fancy leaf requires shade for the most part, and then the strap leaf, many of those varieties can tolerate some sun. But, for example, we have white Christmas, which is a... Uh, a uh, fancy leaf. It has white leaves with dark green veins. We have white queen, a fancy leaf with white leaves with hot pink veins. Aaron is one of my favorites. That's a fancy leaf, white leaves with dark green margins. Mm-hmm. And then we have white pearl, which is a strap leaf, white leaves with dark green edges. So number of choices there, but white really brightens up a dark shady area. Uh, just makes a, it, it refreshes and cools 
the summer landscape. You know, a lot of people don't realize that most of the caladiums in the world are raised in just one county in southern Florida. I don't know yes. if that's still the case, but it was a few years ago, and when Hurricane Andrew came through that county and that, mm-hmm. that horrible devastation, it liked to wiped out the caladium population. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of them, at, at one point, um, uh, 80 or 90%, 75% were brokered through Richardson through a wholesaler there, and, and mm-hmm. so caladiums are a very specialized science. It's not easy to raise caladiums in the wholesale business, and those who do it do it well, and they know what they're doing. It's a, it's an interesting crop, and they're beautiful. They are a southern tradition. All right, so we have red with fireman's cap and white with caladiums. Okay, so folks, I want you to think about all of the blue flowers that you can think of that you drive down the street and see right now, and Steve's going to mention one that is a lovely blue flower that... Uh, Hasn't been around forever. It's uh, been in landscapes for the last, what would you say, Steve, 30, 35 years? Yes, yes. Yeah. Tell us about it. Well, that is Blue Days. Uh, it's Evobulus. That's the genus, Evobulus. It's a heat and sun-loving, low-spreading annual. It grows about 9 inches tall, as wide as 36 inches. Uh, it has quarter-sized, funnel-shaped, true blue flowers. I mean, really, they're, these flowers are as blue as you can get. They're blue. Uh, and they bloom all summer long against gray-green foliage. You want to plant these in full sun in moist, well-drained soil. Use as a ground cover in beds or as a spiller in hanging baskets or containers. And Blue Days is a Texas superstar plant. That's a wonderful plant. D-A-Z-E is the way yes. Days is spelled. And when you hear uh, something ending in the, in, the, in the genus name volvulus, evolvulus, convolvulus, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's uh, a relative of morning glory and sweet potatoes and some of those that have the, the petals all joined together. And this is mm-hmm. just a beautiful little plant. Leaves look a little bit like Texas sage. No relation whatsoever, mm-hmm. but it's just a mm-hmm. pretty little plant, beautiful it and is. blue. Blue mm-hmm. is so precious in the landscape. Yes. What uh, what exhibits do you have in the garden? Uh, we have a number of those. Uh, Sean Kenny's Nature Connects, built with Legos brick or Lego bricks. Uh, that consists of 15 sculptures of plants, animals, insects, and birds placed throughout the garden now through August 1. Stick work is up through the end of the year. That's a beautiful sculpture made out of American uh, elm and uh, roughleaf dogweeds dogwood saplings and then we have the texas bee oasis these are 3,000 bee cups that have been installed in the fuller garden that serve as a water station for bees this exhibit is up through november 28 the bee cups may be purchased from the gift shop in the garden center or in the brit building they're little porcelain cups that that hold water and those are usable year after year yes yes well that's cool that's just cool. So lots to see, lots to do. And then when it does turn hot later this summer, my favorite place is the uh, Japanese garden to come in and, and see the beautiful design work and, and the beautiful trees and ground covers and all of that. There's just a lot going on at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Yes. So how does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. And folks, that's just a couple of miles west of downtown Fort Worth. It's uh, University Drive, of course, accesses uh, all of the museums and the and the zoo and TCU and all of that. And and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and Brit are right there first. I mean, if you go north, they're first. That's right yeah. where they should be. They've been there forever. So there you go. All right, twenty four hour information telephone line for people who want to call and hear a recorded message. That is a one seven four six three. 4160. All right. And then, uh, most importantly, because all the information is here available at the fingertips, the website. That is fwbg.org. All right. Now, the hardest question of all. What is your name? Yeah, Steve. (laughs) Steve Huddleston. And I used to call him the senior horticulturist. Now he's public relations manager in his second career. This is going to last another 26 years for you, Steve. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I appreciate you, and thanks for joining us. Happy 4th once again. Well, thank you.
Take care. All right, that report sponsored today by Arborological Services. These folks appreciate trees. Lots of trees at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Lots of trees in customers' landscapes of Arborological Services, including ours. We uh, have our grandson with us overnight, and, and Joseph turned 12 a couple nights ago, and I was asking him to name as many types of trees. He brought this up, and I said, okay, I'll call your bluff. How many types of trees can you name? And he started naming trees. Arborological Services, I wonder how many different species they care for. They are tree specialists. They have uh, uh, 10 more than 10, International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. Arboriculture is the study of trees, the study of the care and attention of trees. And they have college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. There you go. They know trees. When they get up in the morning, they're thinking about trees. And uh, Steve Hauser, Kevin Bassett, and Russell Peters have all been named Arborists of the Year for the State of Texas. Those are singular awards. One person in the state wins that award each year. And uh, they've accumulated three of them. They've, they have a lot of trophies that they have taken home at Arborological Services. Miguel Paston is an 11-time Texas State tree climbing champion. He actually leads a crew that comes to our house. They do the best in tree work. Your trees deserve the best in tree work. And for that, you want to call Arborological Services. 866 866- Five five two seventy two sixty seven. On the web, it's arborological dot com. Facebook, Arborological Services Inc. Twitter at the Tree Experts. Again, the phone number is eight six six five five two seventy two sixty seven. And uh, the uh, website is arborological dot com. Arborological Services. I'm Ed Jordan with Callaway's Nursery in Hearst. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, my friend Ed. Good guy. Let's take our first call for the day. This is Gary in Garland. Gary, good morning. Good morning to you, uh, Neil, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I've I've had a fairly prolific uh, tomato crop this uh, spring and early summer. And I'm wondering when I should uh, go in and plant uh, some starters for the fall and what variety might you uh, recommend? All right, same varieties that you used in the spring. Uh, The reason for that is that, and to bring everybody up to speed, uh, small to mid-sized tomato varieties do the best job of setting fruit when the temperatures get warmer and warmer in May and early June. And those same small to mid-sized varieties will do the best job of setting fruit as temperatures cool in the fall. What we don't want to plant in Texas is large varieties like Big Boy and Beefsteak. And so the same varieties. You could, in th- and the time for planting is the last week of June and the first week of July. So you are there right now. If you can find a nursery that has those varieties as transplants ready to plant now, this weekend would be ideal, absolutely ideal, the next uh, three or four days. Uh, okay. I, I fear that they're going to be hard to find. Uh, nurseries have had their hands full trying to keep up with other things after the freeze. And uh, if you can find them, then hallelujah. If you can't, you could take cuttings from your current plants and have them ready within about 10 days, probably. They'll, they'll root pretty quickly. Uh, they root easily, uh, almost like rooting coleus cuttings. And uh, I'll let you, uh, you're probably familiar with rooting cuttings in potting soil and bringing them along. I have information on rooting cuttings in the FAQ pages of my website. Um, okay. I'll let you read up on that. But, but anyway, that would be a backup plan if you have to. Normally, it would be better to have done it a couple weeks ago. A problem is that we run into the first frost. Last year, our okay. first killing freeze just uh, nine months ago was in late October. And uh, you don't want to get caught with that and not have not have any ripe tomatoes yet. All right, Neil. Well, thank you very much for the information, and I'll get to work on that right away. You are welcome. Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. All right. Let me take a quick break. We'll come back to Gerald in North Richland Hills uh, seeking a replacement for some of his shrubs that were uh, killed. 
and uh, Jim in Roanoke and uh, some some lawn information. Be glad to help each of you. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. This is now in its fifth printing. I am humbled by that. I decided to self-publish my book because I just didn't want to have to compromise all of the things that I knew were important for you uh, in, in my book. I had done that on four previous books that I had written, and I just said, you know what? I'm done with working with publishers and editors who want to shorten the book and take out photos that I know are important and and uh, do all that in the name of let's make it cheaper so we can make more money. That that wasn't ever said to me quite that way, but I got the message. Uh, this book covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month that tell you everything that needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in that month. For example, it will tell you that tomatoes for a fall garden need to be planted in late June or the first week of July. That's right in that calendar, and it tells you how to root the cuttings. I've never put any of that in a book before in a calendar, in a calendar format. 344 pages. It's a hardback on high-quality paper, 840 of my photographs, we didn't cut them out, we put them in, printed in San Antonio, not overseas, to keep fellow Texans employed. Now, this book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. Now, publishers want to do that, because that's the only way they have to sell. I sell it this way, and I, I sign them in my garage, and we mail them. I'll be mailing them Tuesday. The post office is closed tomorrow. I'll mail them Tuesday. All signed and with a guarantee of satisfaction on every book I sell. The book is only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. That extra twenty dollars or so that the distributors and the retail outlets would put in, I don't put it in. That's the savings you have. And uh, that's a pretty modest price for a book that's going to save you a ton of money by saving you on mistakes. Only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. It makes a wonderful gift for a housewarming or for a birthday or anniversary. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening. Satisfaction guaranteed. 66,000 copies sold. Not one request for a refund. Here are the two ways you can order. You can call my office Tuesday or at thereafter, Tuesday through Friday this week's at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it on my website right now. And that is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. He is our friend, and it will be so nice to be able to get back into church. We take our grandson with us, and he got his he got his first uh, Pfizer shot yesterday, turned 12 the day before yesterday. So it's going to be so nice to be able to get back into church and take Joseph with us. Well, let's talk about your foundation just a little bit. I was thinking this morning, it's been many years, probably 12 or 15 years, since Advanced Foundation Repair repaired our foundation of our sunroom. It was a mess. It, it had problems. When our house was built, we had deep piers bored uh, to, to stabilize that before the house was, was built. The foundation was done by an architect, designed by an architect, and, and he knew how to do that properly. Well, we decided we would make a room out of our screen porch, and we decided the dimensions, and we decided the foundation, and, and the same builder framed it up and, and had the, uh, the foundation poured, and it let go. It had problems from day one. Advanced Foundation Repair knew what to do. They came out and measured that room and determined that it had a two-and-a-half-inch fall from one corner to the opposite caddy corner uh, part of the room. And they said, here's what we can do. And they did it. They did it in short order, and that room has not budged. 
they did a magnificent job of stabilizing our house, making our house whole once again. Now, that was a part of a house. If you have a whole house with a problem, they do the same thing for you. The, uh, the, the inspection of your foundation is absolutely free, no obligation. You don't have to sign anything. And uh, if you feel that uh, for any reason you want to get another bid, uh, they can, they'll just stand by and wait. Because I think they're pretty confident that uh, their bid is going to be the, the fairest, lowest, uh, most appealing bid that, that you'll get. They're really good. That's advanced foundation repair. And I'm here to tell you from my experience and the experiences that I have heard about from my listeners, uh, people contacting me saying, thank you for this recommendation. I am very comfortable in telling you. Advanced Foundation Repair is your company. 214-333-0003. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Foundationrepairs.com. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Trey Bailey with Callaway's Cornelius and Sugarland. And now, back to Neil. Callaway's took over the magnificent Cornelius Nursery Company in Houston when Sterling Cornelius decided to sell, and it was just a marriage of two wonderful businesses. So that's uh, exactly. Thank you, Trey. Let's go to Gerald in North Richland Hills. Gerald, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. The freeze, yes, the freeze killed off six Indian hawthorns in my front flower beds, and I know nothing about. <laughs> about shrubbery, I'm wondering what would you recommend to replace them? Well, the plant I have recommended or the plants that I've been recommending all spring uh, may be in short supply right now because a lot of people are looking around saying, wow, those look great, and they look very similar to the Indian hawthorns. Uh, and so the, there's been quite a, a demand for them. Uh, the dwarf hollies came through like rock stars and uh, look just fabulous. So uh, Carissa holly is number one. It looks identical to Indian hawthorn other than the fact it doesn't bloom. But it's uh, it's a superior plant in all respects. So Carissa holly, dwarf Chinese holly, which is kind of hard to find anyway. People have kind of stepped away from it because it's very prickly. Carissa is not so, not so prickly. Uh, dwarf Yopon holly, which isn't prickly at all, and it, it has a very different texture. Um, and then the fourth one, which is a little bit taller, is a dwarf Burford holly. Those are four good replacements, depending on the height that you need your plant to grow, your plants. Um, dwarf uh, Nandinas are also good, either uh, Harbor Dwarf, H-A-R-B-O-U-R, uh, the British spelling, or uh, Flirt. And those are probably my six go-to plants for replacing Indian hawthorns. They're all excellent. Okay, I thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jill has been, uh, Jim, I'm sorry, has been waiting for a long time in Roanoke. I'm going to uh, tackle his question quickly, and then uh, then we'll get to our newscast. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, Neil. Good morning. Happy 4th to you. Happy 4th. Thank you, sir. Listen, I've got your book. I love it. Um, before my question, just wanted to let you know it's been a fantastic resource. Here's my question. I've got a small section in my backyard that the it's a new home and the builder put sod down which died right away because it's a highly sloped area that gets virtually no direct sun so i'm looking for some advice on uh, a ground cover in an area that is basically today mud and rock uh, because nothing really grows there i mean the grass doesn't grow there so um, i i think maybe a ground cover but i wanted to get some advice that would be my suggestion. Uh, you have my newest book with the Adirondack chair on the cover? Uh, yes, sir. And the, okay. and the red uh, flowers. Yep, looking at it right now. Yeah, uh, okay. Then open to page 98. If you have it right there with you, open to page 98. Yes, sir. Okay, got it. All right, that Mondo grass, you see the, uh, the brick walk uh, with Mondo grass on either side of it. That's our backyard. We have a steep slope, and I needed something to stop erosion. You can see that we have trees everywhere, and yeah. uh, that that has stopped it. That covered in one season. 
even planted now in early July, it would it would offer protection by the time winter arrived, if you got it planted right away. I would plant fist-sized clumps, and I'd space them about eight inches apart, eight or nine inches apart. And okay. um, you can probably find a friend who has a lot of it and would like to get rid of some of it, maybe at the edge of a bed or um, would share some with you just uh, out of a bed. Uh, it, it grows profusely that bed uh, yields enough for me to harvest to do other beds we have a lot of shade we live in the country and and that was my book falling over uh, we have a, a lot of shade and and I end up needing more mondo grass for various places and so I just go to the sides of that bed where it doesn't show and harvesting uh, about a one foot strip and taking it to to make more plantings you'll get to that point oh, also but great. but it makes a wonderful ground cover that's great. Super quick question. I see you've got mondo grass and then a dwarf mondo grass. Just the regular. The is there, is there a difference between the two? I mean, other yeah, than one height? one I love and one I don't want to plant very much of. A regular mondo grass is assertive and holds the soil well and is a lovely ground cover. Dwarf mondo grass is very slow and very expensive. Very slow to cover. Uh, it's very. It would be beautiful if it. Although it's too short, it doesn't. Every it's. Kind of like a haircut on a guy with a bumpy head. If he's if he's if it's too short, you see every bump or every bald spot. That would be me. And right. and so dwarf mondo is just too short, and it also is prone to some disease problems that regular mondo doesn't get. Oh, that's fantastic! All right, thanks very much. Appreciate the advice. You're welcome. Happy Fourth. Take care. All right, that opens up his line. If you'd like to call, uh, that one is now open. It's the only one we have. Thank you all for calling. It really makes my day when, on a holiday, you're calling. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Callaway's is sponsoring today's program. The first hour, they always do. They have for years, and I thank them for that. They're open today and would love to see you. Stop by their stores. Fill your flower beds and containers with bright, long-lasting colors of Cora, XDR Vinca, Moss Rose, Impatience, and more. Callaway's Nursery makes it fun and easy with their big summer-sized plants that make instant impact. You'll find select 6-inch generous plants for just five ninety-nine. Now, Callaway's has everything you need to give your garden a fresh, cool pop of color. These cheerful blooms are in a wide variety of colors. They'll brighten your landscape. These amazing plants can take the challenging Texas summer and defy the heat with their colorful blooms. Want to know more? Well, ask one of their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals. They are there to guide you with any questions about your new plants. You can trust their expert gardening knowledge and advice. Founded in Texas by Texans, you can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in plants and advice. And everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Callaway's offers everything needed for outdoor success. Visit any one of their 24 breezy locations in DFW, including their two new locations in Dallas on Greenville Avenue and Lemon Avenue. Open seven days a week from 9 to 6. For added convenience, place your order online for curbside pickup or delivery. Go to Callaway's.com to find a location in your community. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaway's, they're wonderful. Callaway's.com. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. I want to tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. We sent it Wednesday this week because of the holiday, but usually Thursdays after 6. It has five stories. One of the stories will be a featured plant of the week. One of the stories will be a featured question of the week. Something is burning a hole in everybody's uh, typing finger. Uh, yeah, I'm getting all these questions. Well, this is, this is the one that's most common for this week. And then it always features gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that are most critical for us to accomplish on that weekend. There also will be another story or two. And, uh, for example, this past week, uh, three days ago, Diane Sitton had a wonderful story on tree houses. Oh, that was a good story. I hope you saw it. If you didn't, you can go to my website. That's where you sign up for eGardens. 
uh, neilsperry.com. Then click on the eGardens tab, scroll down. You'll see where you sign up. You also will see, uh, take a look at the uh, July 1 issue of eGardens, and that's where you'll see Diane's story, all the other stories from Neil Sperry's eGardens. Once you see it, I know I'll have you hooked. You'll say, yes, I want that. And a promise I always make to you is I will never give or sell your email address to anybody, nor will I ever spam you. That's not the way I do my business. So that's everything you need to know about eGarden. Sign up today at neilsperry.com. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. No hot dog eating contest in Fort Worth today, but they've come up with an alternative. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first, traffic and weather on the ones. An accident in Duncanville's blocking the number one lane of northbound Highway 67 at Daniel Dale Road. Construction affects Highway 121 to Sam Rayburn Tollway, both directions between Central Expressway and Denton Tap Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. It'll be partly cloudy on this 4th of July. Showers and storms possible. Not likely, just possible. High temperature, 92. Tomorrow, more of the same. Scattered showers and storms possible. High again around 92. Right now, cloudy, 78 degrees. The widely known Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest will take place, as usual, today in New York's Coney Island. However, a Fort Worth version of that eating contest will not. The owner of Curly's Frozen Custard said he's not yet comfortable about placing contestants side-by-side in front of a crowd. So, no contest. But he does have an alternative. Free hot dogs. John Fletcher says Curly's first 300 customers today will each get a free hot dog, starting at 11 a.m., lasting until he runs out. Rockwall police arrested a woman yesterday who drove her tractor in the town's 4th of July parade, even though parade organizers told her they would not allow her to do so. They said Lori Bostick was not able to control that tractor, so she could not participate. Well, she drove the tractor into the middle of the parade anyway, refused to stop, barreled down the parade route with police officers trying to stop her until she ran into a fence. The tractor was wrecked. Lori Bostock was arrested. From the WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update at 9 o'clock, 24-7 news coverage at WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thank you, sir. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Think about a new roof. Think about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. It's what we did. They were an advertiser at that point, so it's logical I would call them. And I thought, I hope they're as good as I've been saying they are. I checked them out before I took them as an advertiser. Oh, my goodness, they redoubled my confidence in them when I got to watch them work. And you say, yeah, well, they sent their best crew, and they looked over them carefully wasn't the case at all. The The folks came out, the guys came out, and they did their job. They did it carefully. And I could tell that they were not particularly being uh, 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 watched over like hawks. They just did their job, and they did a beautiful job. They, they offered us some advice. In fact, the first thing they did, because they were uh, working on another job, they put blue tarps over our uh, house to keep any more leaks from coming in. We had some flashing on the roof and valleys that were allowing the water in. They identified where the problem was right away. You know, if you've been on tens of thousands of roofs, you kind of figure things out. Duh. <laughs> and they they really knew what they were doing. And then when they tackled our roof, they got it done in just a few days. They were careful. They're careful about the landscape. They were careful about our driveway. They were just they're just careful. They were what you want a roofing company to be. These fly-by-night companies that come in and drive their little wire, those nasty wire stakes in the ground, and they have the trucks with the the uh, uh, labels that, that are magnetic labels that they slap on the sides of a pickup with out-of-state license plates. That whole thing smacks of, oh my gosh. Well, with Wortham Brothers, you have a painted truck that is identifiable. You have a local address. You have local people who have been here for 
1986, what is that, 35 years doing these great jobs to roost. We are thrilled. You will be too. Take my advice. I've been doing ads for them for a long time, and we've been uh, customers of theirs now for three and a half years. Wortham Brothers Roofing for the best roof in town. They are Texas' premier roofing contractor. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972 562 5788-972-562-5788-WBRoofing.com, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Hear about it. Talk about it. Right here. The most illegitimate, corrupt administration alive is investigating corruption. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. Seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. You know, here comes the, the, the new road down through the cornfield. And uh, first thing that they, they put in is the temporary storage facility. Well, let's do some math, though. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right there in your own backyard. And that's with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with bolt-together designs, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose. That adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, the number 2, 877-268-3553. That's Mueller. M-U-E-L-L-E-R, made in America, and made to last, MuellerInc.com. Let the Texas-certified nursery professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Chad Chipman from the North Fort Worth store, and now back to Neil. All right, Chad, thank you, sir. Let's go to Sam in Rockwall, other side of the Metroplex. Sam, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for calling and waiting on me. How can I help you? Well, I have some uh, Pringle U shrubs that we planted four years ago and they've done beautifully um i haven't changed watering or anything but this year uh, i had one uh branch of one of the i have five of them one of the branches uh died so i just cut it off i I figured it was part of the some freeze damage but now little by little i have more and more of the branches just uh the leaves and everything just drying up and dying uh I don't know anything more than that because I haven't done anything different. Any idea what, what my issue is? Uh, I think it's uh, latent freeze damage. I've been watching them at a commercial landscape that I uh, see a couple times a week. And um, I have watched them go from, uh, gosh, look at those. They came through almost unscathed to a branch here or there to about half of the plants now are either badly damaged or gone. That's what I'm experiencing. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's freeze damage. And, and um, there, you know, the plants, the various types of plants, various species of plants have reacted very differently. Live oaks looked horrible, and now they're coming back very slowly. And the ewes uh, looked great, and now they're dying very slowly. It's just right. the reverse. And it's just hard to know. It, it, this was a well, it was strange. I said that early in the program, and I'll say it again. It's just been a strange year to, to watch all this evolve. But I think that's cold damage. So Now, having said that, having said that, I, I heard somebody say at one point, and it was almost in, uh, in chastising me, and I took it that way in a good way. It was a, a constructive criticism. We mustn't landscape for a 100- or 1,000-year cold spell. Uh, we, we mustn't throw out all of the plants that were hurt by the cold, and I agree with that. Uh, so if if you liked those, and if they did well for you, I, I haven't grown that one, so I don't have, and none of us has, the, the track record with that plant. It's not that, hadn't been around that long. Right. But, you know, I'll, I'll give a, a better example. Um, uh, 
seniority-wise, Eliagnus is a plant that has, has stood the test of time, and it froze badly. And I wouldn't necessarily quit growing it just because it froze this year because it made it through 40 or 50 other winters and didn't right. freeze. Uh, it has some other problems with lace bugs and other things. But but anyway, that's what I'm I'm saying. Vitex is another one where a lot of Vitex plants froze this winter. I, I don't think we give up on Vitex just because of that. So there are examples. And, and if you went back with six more, I don't know, it'd be the end of the world, they might make it for you for another 25 or 50 years or 100 years. So that's a decision you'll have to make. But, but the ones I looked at surely do look sad now, and they're still in the ground at that uh, big commercial landscape. Well, that's exactly where I am. Well, if, if I just cut out the dead growth... I, I don't know look. because it, had that been done the first week that these started showing it, they'd been out there every week cutting more out. Yeah. All now, right. for what it's uh, worth, the same commercial landscape still has all of their Indian hawthorns in place, hoping they'll come back. And it oh, is yeah. a big commercial landscape with plenty of bucks to, to have redone everything by now. And so, No, we pulled all ours out because they all yeah. died. Yeah, they well, they died, and then there are folks who are saying, well, yeah, you said they die, and look, here they're coming up from the ground. Well, they're not well, coming up very vigorously, yeah. In, in 15 years, they'll look like they did last year. Thank you, my point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Neil, I appreciate your, your advice, and, and, and uh, um, I enjoy the newsletter I get every week and, and your book, you. and I appreciate it. Fun to do it. Thank you, Sam. Have a great fourth. Take you too. care. Thanks. All right. Let me go to uh, David in... Is it Bartlett? Where is Bartlett? David, are you there? Can you hear me? I do now. Yes, sir. Uh, where, okay. Where uh, is Bartlett? Uh, miles east of, uh, of uh, Gerald. On Highway oh, okay. I got you. I got you. How can I help you? I have uh, some containers that I have raised up off the ground so that I can get at them. Um Unfortunately, the way I, I'm in the middle of town, and I only get about four or five hours of afternoon sunlight to grow anything, and I want to grow vegetables. So I'm trying to find out a vegetable that will grow in that sort of a container uh, with that short of sunlight, or uh, direct sunlight anyway. All right, and these are 55-gallon drums? Yeah, they're cut lengthwise, so they lay on their side. They're about oh. uh, a foot deep at the deepest uh, for soil. All right. Um, well, that's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, challenges, uh, yeah, and I'll yeah. tell you why. Uh, vegetables need more light than that. Leafy and root vegetables will be your best shot. Um, I'm I'm going to, for the time being, ignore the containers and just talk about the, the lighting. If you had told me I have a garden that gets four or five or six hours of sunlight. I would suggest leafy and root vegetables. And so that's going to be things like lettuce and spinach and beets and carrots and radishes and things of that sort. Tomatoes and squash and beans are kind of out of the question because that's not enough sunlight for them. You can certainly try them uh, once and, and see how they do. And I, I think tomatoes and peppers are just absolutely out of the question. Um, but try them once, and if they don't, if they stretch and get lanky and don't produce well, don't bloom well, that's the reason. Um, so that that's all irrespective of the uh, of the containers. Uh, as far as the containers are concerned, um, a foot of depth is going to play well with the leaf and root crops because they don't need very much soil. That's not a lot of depth, especially when you get to the edges. Uh, you want to paint the, the things, if you possibly can, in a light-colored uh, paint because you want it to reflect the sunlight. Uh, I realize that in the underbelly of the containers, the sun won't hit much of that. But anything you can do to keep the sun from being, the, the, the solar rays from being absorbed into that soil will be beneficial because you don't want that soil getting hot. Uh, I assume there's a, a drain hole or you've made some provision for drainage in these, correct? Yeah, they drain pretty fast. Okay. Uh, use the best possible uh, soil that you can, probably unless you have just uh, spectacular uh, native soil, you, you will want to mix a soil that has a lot of organic matter in it with a lot of uh, sphagnum peat moss and pine bark mulch and compost 
maybe a little native topsoil, uh, as, as long as it's not the blackland prairie. Um, and then, uh, then I think you're ready to plant, but uh, this, this time of year is not the prime planting time. You'd want to wait about a month, maybe six weeks, before you plant those leaf and root crops, probably uh, mid to late August. Maybe late August would be best where you are. Okay. Yeah, the only other thing is, um, oh, I use all bag soil, so I'm not using anything, you know, like good. actual, I don't want it to be so heavy. Yeah, that's good. Some of the bag soils can be a little bit heavy, so uh, just kind of judge them when you open up the bag. If it looks like it's fairly fine, like a bag of flour, then you would still mix in some of the other organic matter and and, uh, and lighten it up even more, But but that's the right track. You're doing the right thing. Okay. Say spinach or or or, uh, or, or root vegetables, uh, leaf or, or root vegetables. Yeah, leafy or root vegetables. Flowering and fruiting vegetables are the ones that are going to be hurt most by the lack of light. Yeah. So anyway, oh, well, good luck that, with that, it. That, Appreciate your call. Thank you, David. All right, Bill and Combine will be our next call up, and we have two open lines. If you'd like to call, I have another hour. So if uh, if you have to wait uh, through the newscast, not the not the worst thing that ever happened. You can lay the phone down for a few minutes. The number is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Niels Perry's Lone Star Gardening is now in its fifth printing. It is my latest book. It is could be your go-to gardening reference. It covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. This is finally the book that I always wanted, but I always had to work with committees, with publishing houses, and those committees about drove me nuts, to be very frank, because they would talk among themselves before I'd get there about ways that they could consolidate and group the pictures, the photos, and uh, shorten the text and do all this and that to to make the book less uh, uh, expensive and, and, frankly, less appealing. And so I never had the book that I really wanted. Now I do. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It covers all topics of lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 2 I'm especially happy with because it's the 48-page calendar. This is a calendar of text, not of a grid. It's not a wall calendar. This is one that tells you in four pages per month what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in that month, sprayed in that month. The things that you need to do in July. We just turned the page and there's July waiting on us. What do you need to do in July? 344 pages. It's a hardback. 840 photographs printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions and bound at Universal Book Bindery because I wanted to keep Texans at work, not people in other countries. The book is not in stores and not on Amazon, so don't go there looking for it. If you go there, you'll find the old cowboy boot book, which was last done in 1991. I sign every copy of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening as it sells. That's why I wanted to self-publish. That's one of the reasons, and that's why I chose not to put it in stores or on Amazon. Your satisfaction with the book is fully guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend. 66,000 copies sold, not one request for a refund. The book is only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage, and uh, that is not very much money. It would be a whole lot more if it had gone through stores or on Amazon. So here is the way you can order. Here are the two ways. One way is to call my office Tuesday through Friday this week. We're closed tomorrow. And that's 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it right now. I'll be signing this evening. And uh, that's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. 
Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been helping gardeners all across North Texas finish up their landscaping dreams. You don't have a landscape, a real Texas landscape, until you have beautiful rock and stone in that landscape. And Whiskey Stone can help you with that. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Open Monday through Saturday and closed on Sundays, especially when Sunday falls on the 4th of July. So go in there this week sometime. I don't know if they'll be open tomorrow. You might want to call before you go. 817-429-0822. Some businesses are closed on the 5th because the 4th fell on a Sunday. 817-429-0822. Whiz hyphen q dot com that's whiskey stone they are great mike and Derek wisnand own and operate whiskey stone that's a father and son team a second and third generation in the business 22 acres of stone beautiful stone retaining wall stone paving stones for patios and and pool decking and uh, walks Everything that you could possibly, I'm sure, even driveways. They have uh, landscaping boulders. Maybe you want to build a fountain. They can do all of that, and they can refer you to the finest in landscape contractors. That's WhizQ Stone at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Evan Brady from the Little Elm Callaway's, and we're proud to be sponsoring this segment of the program. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Evan, very, very much. Let's go to Bill in Combine, who's been waiting patiently. Bill, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, um, I have about 20 acres in Combine, sandy soil. I bought the property here, and I took a mulcher and went through the property and knocked everything down that was bad shrubbery or trees and brush um but i'm left with a lot of oak trees i've got beautiful oak trees on the property i have lots of vines and those vines are crawling up the tree and i just would like to clean them up i cut them back last uh, fall and everything's come back again so i see the brush killers in the stores and i don't want to damage the trees anyway shape or form all right describe the vines to me i have about half a minute i may have to answer you after the news they are they are the thorny uh they got little thorns on them uh there's thistles uh you know they have shiny shiny leaves uh both i have a little bit of both all right I can help you with that. They're probably uh, the the thorny ones are going to be Smilax briars. I can help you with all of that, uh, Bill. Um, if you'll be ready, I'll I'll get a pencil and paper and I'll give you some guidelines. Hey, you may not even need pencil and paper, but hang on, we'll do it right after the news, folks. We'll be back. We have another hour. Stay tuned, please. 